the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, we're going to do another hour of the car show. And if you want to join us, you can. We have one line taken, and that's by a, a, a guy who was blessed with the name of Mark. So Mark is in queue, but there's four lines open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And if you're outside the Phoenix metropolitan area, you can use a toll-free number. That's 888 Ninety-six, ninety-six. But most of us, our cell phones will work in that environment. So if that's the case, 602-508-0960. Autodynamics is Sun City's largest and most trusted source for complete automotive services. I've known Chuck since earlier than the 70s. He's been in business at this facility since 1982. He does really good work. Chuck knows the difference between right and wrong. And as a result of his very assertive uh, behavior, everybody in the shop knows what his parameters are. So if you're in Sun City, the only place you're going to hear Mark Salem talk about is automotive dynamics because I know Chuck and because I know they do a good job. And I know Chuck has a good heart. And I know he knows right from wrong. So Sun City is Auto Dynamics. Mark, good morning. How, thanks for holding through the break. How can I help you? Hey, Mark, how you doing on this beautiful Saturday morning? I'm I'm north of the dirt, and I'm not wearing any handcuffs, and I think my wife still loves me, so I think I'm in pretty good shape. You got it made. So, anyway, I got this 2015 F-150 pickup truck XL, and and I bought it used. It's a great truck. It's got a oh, couple thousand miles north of 150 grand, and uh, and then something new just developed. And and when I when I go to start it, it, it seems like you know it, it doesn't got powered, and finally it starts right. And then and then the uh, the instruments on the um, dashboard start flickering, and then they settle down, and everything goes good. But it doesn't happen all the time, and I got the battery checked out, and the battery's excellent, right? So what do you think? Well, um, I think you should go to MarkSalem.com and look at my FAQs, and look at the FAQ that says no start, no crank, and it will give you some hints on what to do. Let me explain. Um, When you hit the key to start it, what happens when it's bad? Is there a clicking noise? Is there no noise? Does the engine crank over at the normal speed, or does the engine crank over at a very slow speed? What what does it do? It does crank at a very slow speed. It always cranks, right? Okay. And okay. but it, it looks like it almost. It sounds. I got this weird sound too. It sounds like you know. It 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 it's like like I don't know like the relay or something or. Is it is it is it a machine? Wait a minute. 
Is it a machine gun noise, kind of a like that? No, 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 I don't get that. I don't get that. Okay, okay. Well, it, it's F, I think it's FAQ 28 talks about no start, no crank, or crank slow, or whatever. You can use a voltmeter. I mean, all I would need is a voltmeter to diagnose the problem. I need it to happen, uh-huh. number one. And number two, I need yeah. a voltmeter. The battery has to start off at 13 volts. It can't drop below 9.6 when I'm cranking it over. I don't. Mm-hmm. When they check the the battery, did they check anything else? No. Okay. No, I just well, went over to AutoZone just for a quick check. Okay. Well, they have the capabilities to check the starter draw, check the alternator output, check the amps, check the diode pattern. They have the capability. They have these machines that we all spend thousands of dollars for that we hook up to your car. I think I'd go back and ask for the senior guy and say, could you do a complete electrical analysis of my car? That's what I would do. Uh All right. All right. And it'll, it'll be free, but everybody else in town is, I mean, shops like mine, that's going to be a $45, $55 charge. But the auto parts store, and you look for the grizzly guy there. You look for the gray-haired guy there. You look the for guy the oldest the guy there. Yes, Not- yes. So anyway, right? that's what that's what I would do. I would just go back to them and get the grizzly guy and say, will you check my alternator, my battery, my regulator, my starter draw? Could you just do a, a really basic but thorough uh, electrical analysis of my starting and charging system. That's the correct terminology. Okay? I might add one thing. I had the interlock system on it for a little while. That just prevents it from cranking. Yeah, right? Okay, yeah. so I hope they didn't mess something up. Well, and, and, and the answer to your question is, is you'll know if they muck something up when you find it and fix it. So I wouldn't spend Absolutely. a whole lot of brain waves on it trying to figure out if they caused anything. I'd just go fix it. And the What happens if this happens to be a, a bad cell on the battery? They didn't cause that. What happens if this happens to be that the neutral safety switch thinks it's, in, it's telling the computer it's in reverse and that's why it doesn't start? That doesn't have anything to do with it. So don't go on those tangents uh, like that. It's a waste of time. Let's get it fixed. And okay. then when it's fixed, everybody knows. Thank you, Mark. Thank okay, you very well. much. 602-508-0960. Kurtz Automotive is up at I-17 in Bell, and you've heard me say many, many times that he works on both domestic and import, both gas and diesel, but Kurt and his staff are really, really good at what they do. Really, really good. I can't tell you how many times that I-17 and and Bell Road Corridor, I'll send a, a customer or somebody who needs some help to Kurtz, and, and I, I, I mean, I could... As, as sure as the next day sun's coming up, I'm going to get a call of somebody who says, gosh, you can't believe it. Those guys are really, really good. This is what they did. This is what they charged me. I'm really happy, blah, blah, blah. So if you're in the I-17 corridor, then this shop that I would recommend, that you, if you don't have a shop, if you have a shop and you've, you've done business with them for 20 years and you know the dad, you know the son, you should stay there. But if you're looking for a good shop anywhere near the I-17 and Bell Road, may I suggest Kurtz Automotive Repair, and Kurtz is with a C, C-U-R-T-S, Kurtz Automotive. 602-508-0960, we got lines open, and you're welcome to join us if you'd like, 602-508-0960. And I think we are we don't have one right now in queue, right, uh, Gil? No, lines are open. Lines are wide open, so you got to one in five chances. So, I'm, you know, we, we have this conversation on a regular basis in my world about parts for your car, and I hear China, and I hear this part, this car's a piece of crap, and on and on and on and on. Well, let me just read you some stuff. I have 
talk to guys that take apart and take this part all over the world and have people bid the, re- the, the recreation of this part. It can be a hub assembly. It can be an alternator, part of an alternator, a case. It can be a rectifier. It can be a regulator. It can be all kinds of parts. But I talked to these guys, and I had the opportunity to sit down one night in Las Vegas during the big Apex show and just talk, and I took notes. So from a global point of view, from a global point of view, I am so sick of hearing China, China, China. I only want GM parts on my Escalade. I only want Ford parts on my Ford. Okay, go somewhere else. That's all there is to it because that's just impossible to accomplish. Ford doesn't make half their parts. They they have them made and they put them in a Ford box, just like GM and Toyota and Honda and all the rest of them do. One gasket company makes 20% of the gaskets they sell, and they buy the other 80% from other makers. So there's one gasket company, but that gasket will appear in 40 different boxes under 40 different brands, but it's the same gasket. One big company makes thermostats for all the cars in the world because the computers and necessary equipment to test a thermostat when it opens and closes is so expensive, no one's going to do it. One company makes thermostats. That means your Chevy, your Ford, your Honda, your Toyota, your Peugeot, your Mazda, they all have a thermostat from the same company, and I don't care what box it comes in. One oil filter makes company in the United States makes 50% of all automotive oil filters. So I said before, go to Walmart, go to a discount place, buy an oil filter, get the cheapest one you can find because there's no difference. There's no difference. Five worldwide companies make 90% of the spark plugs. Five. That means there's a good chance... <laughs> that the Motocraft and the Delco and the Champion and all those spark plugs, they're all pretty much the same. Six companies in China make 90% of all the front-wheel drive axles. I don't care what box it comes in. I don't care. One company in China makes 90, or six companies in China make 90% of the front-wheel drive axles. So I don't care if it comes, a Rolls-Royce comes, it's probably going to be made in China. And I could go on and on and on. I can tell you how much they cost. One upper engine mount for a 2004 Ultima, China, costs the owner $8.25 to make the motor mount. He sells it to the next guy in line for 50 or 25 cents more. So he sells it, and he makes $0.25 on the mount. The mount then goes on a boat, goes to the West Coast. From there, it's distributed to what we call WD, Warehouse Direct. The warehouses have it. Then they sell it to the auto parts store. The auto parts store sells it to the installer, and the installer sells it to you. You with me? There's quite a few people in the vault here. You know who makes the most money on that $8.50 motor mount? Me. I do. I make 20 bucks on that. By the time I sell it to the customer, I make $20. I make the most money, but I also have to warranty it. So if it fails, I have to get you another one, and I have to install it. So I make the most money. The person that made the mount makes $0.25. Cents. $0.25 cents of that mount's cost stays in China. $0.25. Cents. Salem, who's going to install it in your car, that China mount that you didn't want, and it came in a box and it said Chevrolet, Ford, Honda, Toyota, whatever. The fact of the matter is, is it's a China Mount. But the overwhelming majority, because everybody made money. So once it got here to the United States, then the warehouse sells it to the jobber, and the jobber sells it to the installer, and the installer sells it to you. 
So all of this happens, and everybody makes a bite of that dollar, of that part. So f- just get rid of the China thing in your head. There's plenty of reasons not to like China. Go ahead and do whatever you want to do. But stop the madness about car parts. It's just it's just unbelievable that this goes on and on and on all the time. Um, uh, there's transportation costs. It's shipped to the West Coast and on and on and on. So And, and then the jobber... It's called a jobber. The jobber is the parts places that sell to the installer, like Parts Authority, O'Reilly's, Napa, AutoZone, CarQuest, blah, blah, blah. The dealers are in the same boat. The dealers are buying parts. They're in Ford boxes and Chevrolet boxes, but they've come, they're coming from China, just like everybody else does. So the overwhelming majority of the money stays in the United States. So um, the guy makes 25 cents a mount, and Mark Salem makes 20 bucks on the mount. Come on. And and that's if I like you. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. I should have never said that. And and that's if you're a regular customer. But nevertheless, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. And, Gil, I'm going to take just a second just to talk about Blackwell Automotive at 40th and Greenway. He's a good guy. He's at 40th and Greenway, just north of Greenway, on the west side of the road behind the Circle K. He does vintage cars. He does motorhomes. He does mom and dad's cars, and he does all kinds of stuff like that. I've known Tom for 20 years, and I know he's honest and dependable. So if you live up near the area of 40th and Greenway, and that covers that entire northeast quadrant, all the way north and all the way east, he's the best shop in that entire area, and we'll be back. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm sorry, I can't operate on that vehicle. The doctor, you took an oath. That RV, it's my son's RV. Oh, doctor, isn't there anything you can do? I'm not a miracle worker, Sheila. I'm an RV surgeon, trained to save the lives of large injured recreational vehicles, which is definitely a real profession. When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates covered subject to policy terms. I'm a firefighter. A teacher. I'm a farmer. I'm a barber. A waitress. A mom. We're all part of your community. Every day we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when you experience a moment of uncertainty, something or someone's behavior that doesn't seem quite right. These are the moments to take a pause. Because if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not. It's not about paranoia. Or being afraid. It's about standing up and protecting our communities. One detail at a time. Because a lot of little details can become a pattern. We. 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 We trust our instincts. Just like you should. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. I'm a veteran. My victory was admitting I had PTSD and getting help. As America's veterans face challenges... DAV is there. I no longer see it as a weakness, but as a sign of strength. I call it post-traumatic growth. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran. I lost both legs in Vietnam. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was getting my benefits 
and a good education. I'm a veteran. When I got out, I felt like Nora was safe. My victory was finding the help I needed. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. Thanks to DAV, now I feel like I'm human again. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. I started my adventure in the Air Force Reserve as a payload system operator. A flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration. We do a lot in a little bit of time, and we have to do it very efficiently. It's a very exciting career. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. The most exciting thing in the Air Force Reserve is to be able to travel. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. That was definitely a bonus. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. For help with food, health care, and other resources, call or visit 211.org. 211, how can I help you? 211, get connected, get help. A message from United Way and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 20 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Let me talk to you real quick about Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. Nate's a great guy. When you meet him and you shake his hands that are the size of a tennis racket, then you'll understand why I like him so much. He's just a real man's man. He's very quiet. He's very confident, and he knows diesel, Chevy, Ford, and Dodges like there's no tomorrow. So if you have a diesel problem and nobody else wants it or fixes it, if you have a foreign or domestic light diesel, then I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road in North Phoenix, Strictly Diesel Service and Repair, open Monday through Friday, and they sell parts 24 hours a day on their website. Nate's one of those guys that will call you back. So if you call and leave a message, and obviously on Monday morning and Friday afternoons, we're not going to be on the phone a lot with anybody. We're at the front counter cashing people in and out of, of, of our shops. But he'll return your call. So if you call, you can leave a message for Nate, and he'll call you back. Let's go back to John. John, good morning. How can I help you? John? Mark? John? Yes. Yeah, you there, Mark? Okay. Yeah, I was calling uh, because uh, I've been listening to your show for a long time, and whenever I have my daughter in the truck with me, um, she listens to it too. So she learned something from your show, and we just wanted to give you a shout-out and tell you what uh, she learned. Go ahead. Okay. Sadie's her name. Hi, Mark. Okay. Hi. What did you I learn? I learned that water boils at 212 degrees at sea level. <laughs> and... And it, it, at sea level, it will raise the boiling point to 250 to 260 if we do what? I don't know. <laughs> if, if we mix it 50-50, if we mix the water 50-50 with antifreeze, it raises the boiling point so that now the water doesn't turn from a liquid to a vapor till 260 or so. So up from 212 to 260. That's how come the car's engine runs at 220, 225, because normally water boils at 212, like you said. So, But when we put in a special a mixture of antifreeze, then we raise the boiling point, and that's how come your car has a really good heater. And um, and are you going to be a scientist when you grow up, or what have you, not when you grow up, when you, when you get out of school, are you going to be a scientist, or have you picked a spot to where you want to be? I want to be a photographer, but I love muscle cars. <laughs> well, I want to tell you something. My daughter, Andy, she's my youngest. She runs our operation, 
and all the guys in our operation answer to Andy. They love her. There are very few and far between women in the automotive industry, but the, a female service rider at a big shop or at a dealership is just embraced by women and men alike because the last thing they want to do is be intimidated by the service rider and women are just able to get the information from the men and get it in writing and stuff like that. There's plenty of places in the automotive industry that you would fit, including starting out at AutoZone or O'Reilly's or something like that as a parts person because all you have to do is type in the kind of car they have and then it says, what do you want to look at? And you go B-A-T-T-E-R-Y <laughs> and then it pulls you up the page for that and then you say, well, do you want a 40-month battery, a 50-month battery, or a 60-month battery? And you give them the three prices. It's pretty simple. It's no different than what the the phone your dad may have given you by now or not. <laughs> so it, it's really easy. What do you do for a living, Dad? Uh, I'm a, a real estate appraiser. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, and 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 as you well know, that's not a that's that kind of a of a of a of a. I don't even know what word I want. That kind, yeah. There you go. Um, can, it can be be either or. I, I'll tell you what I think. I most of the time, if I walk into a store and and I want some help, I typically look for the lady, because the guy, guy to guy, it's kind of like a macho match. Who's going to be more macho about it? And if I say to him, I need a pair of Levi's, and I lie about my size, he's going to know that. A woman's just going to ignore that because her brother and her husband do the same thing. <laughs> right. So anyway. <laughs> so anyway, your dad will explain all that to you later, okay? <laughs> so, thank you very much. She's just been wanting to call in. She wanted to call in and talk to you for a while, so I decided just to call in today. <laughs> no, that's fine. No, that that's fine. We have we have young ladies in the automotive industry and a lot of the high schools that will come and spend some time at the shop, and we'll put them with Andy. Now, Andy, you know, she runs the money, she runs the staff, she runs the operation and stuff, but she's cross trained in everything out there. So, I mean, the other day, Andy was telling. I overheard Andy tell um one discuss with one of the guys on a repair she remembers is similar to the one that he was working on. And he came back later and he said, you hit the nail on the head. And it's just really a matter of putting the symptoms with a particular make, model, and year of a car and being able to store that in your head. So our industry has plenty of room for ladies. And one of the best places you could end up would be at a, at a service rider because the women will gravitate to you. And the guys, eh, they sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. But the women really love having a female service rider in front of them when they're talking about getting their car repaired. So that's my uh, that's my take on the industry. And besides that, um, female service riders make between thirty-five and fifty thousand dollars a year. And when you're running an operation, you're going to make between fifty and a hundred thousand dollars a year. And so you have that to look forward to. All righty. Awesome. Thank you, John. Thank you. All righty. Scott, you're up next. How can I help you? Well, good morning, Mark. Good morning. This is your old buddy, the helicopter guy. Oh, yeah. Folks, Scott builds helicopters. He won't take me for a ride in any of them, but, but he does builds very sophisticated parts, and he understands that if his part fails, there's no such thing as a parachute for a helicopter. <laughs> Thanks for that endorsement of the helicopter business. I appreciate it. Hey, I, Come been, on. I, I like your, I got, a, I got a comment and I got a question for you. Okay. The comment was, your 
where you're talking about manufacturing of parts, and they come from all, you know, a, a, a number of them are always done by uh, similar manufacturers. I saw this in the helicopter manufacturing business, i.e. The, the guys who build the helicopters, and uh, I'll boil it down, it was this easy. They build to one quality standard, meaning if we're building for the military uh, or we're building a commercial part, and they're the same part number, and it just happened one goes on a military aircraft and one goes on a commercial Everything's the same, Mark. The only thing that may be different is that one goes in a green box and one goes in a brown box. So yes. it, it kind of supports your comments about manufacturing. A successful manufacturer is not going to have three quality standards. They're not going to say, oh, we're going to build this for this country or this or this organization. They're going to have one quality standard, probably the highest one, and then that way everything can go anywhere. They're, they're call it universal in a way. And, and and your analogy is is well accepted. I, I understand what you're saying, and I agree with you a whole. But the difference between a helicopter engine part or a part on a helicopter and a lower ball joint on a Toyota Corolla, there's going to be different levels of quality. There. Well, you, and that's what you and I you and you and I had that conversation about. How do you how do you conform your parts? How do you figure out what's right, or or does some poor joker just have to put it on his car and go test it? So. That, that was how we, I first got to talking to you, was how an aftermarket part for you uh, became acceptable. And and, and I, I, I can't answer that now, but I'm going to answer it after the break. But, you, but you're exactly right. That's a tough dilemma for guys like me. We buy $3,500 worth of parts a day. That's our cost on those parts. Now, obviously, we sell them and we make $10,000, you know, just like you, Scott, on this helicopter stuff, Right. <laughs> you know, that's, that's two shots to the gut I've taken in this conversation with you. Now, I do have a question, and it's on my Ford truck. So do you want to put me on hold? And yes, go, I go, am. Uh, I'm 20 okay. seconds away from being on a hard break. So we're going to put Scott on hold, and then we're going to take him right on in the break. But we have open lines available, and if you'd like to join us, you can at 602-508-0960. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You're not required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. 
Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's huge! Is the moment I knew that for him? You can't even see the top of that thing! Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go, like hiking, biking, fishing, or camping. Or do your own thing when you get there with family and friends. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. That's discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Music is a bridge between the material and the spiritual. My name is Harvey Lauer, and I'm 82. As a blind person, you have to be aware that nobody can tell you what you can or can't do. You really have to try things. My folks got me a little radio in 1940, and that was the best Christmas present I ever got. When I was 11 years old is when I started to uh, play music, play the piano, and then the accordion, and then the cello. My wife, who was also blind, was a good cook. When she died, that's when I started Meals on Wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Everybody, 33 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, we're going to go back to Scott because we left him hanging, and I need to give him time to... uh, to straighten me out but anyway scott <laughs> never sir you you are the guiding light look you already given instructions on boiling points to people today it's it's amazing all the talents you have all right my, now, my wife says why don't you stick to cars mark and i said okay honey i will <laughs> she is pretty smart about that stuff um yeah. all right so gird your loins here because it's an f it's a ford f-150 okay. 2013 uh pickup truck about one hundred sixty-five thousand miles on it it's been maintained by Blackwell, so Lord knows what they could have done. Oh, God. Here. I like to get That's a square. Little, little stick on it. Step backwards right. there. Yeah, that's right. Anywho, um, driving back and forth to California, uh, I drove it the other day and uh, Tuesday, and it's like as I'm coming off the freeway in, in the Phoenix area, it downshifts really hard. I mean, just like a clunk. And then if you don't really get into the gas, upshifting is just really, really harsh. So um, my question really is: I know this is this is, would be difficult to diagnose over the phone, but if I took both, if I took the battery posts uh, the cables off and put those together and zeroed everything out, would that wipe out any information someone might need to service it? No, no, and and especially if you don't have a check engine light or any kind of any kind of yellow warning light on your dash. Nope. No, no. Then that's a great place to start. The second place is: is when has it ever had the pan and the filter changed, or has it ever been flushed? It was flushed by uh, Tom 
Oh, probably at 100, 110, I'm thinking. Okay. Because sometimes what we do is we pull the pan on them, and if you pull the pan and you got pieces of hard hardware in there, you got broken bolts or you <laughs> yeah. got bands. I mean, then 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 it's it's an easy diagnosis. It needs a transmission. It's one sixty five is is six times around the equator, so it's it's not a it's 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 a you ought to put that in a Ford museum if I can just gig you right now. Put that in a Ford <laughs> museum because I don't know another Ford that's got a one sixty five on the clock for the tranny. But but I think I think. I think you're right. Pull both, and folks, pay attention to this process. You pull both cables off the battery. You touch the cables together, and you can use a little jumper wire to go from positive to negative. You do not touch the cables or the terminals on the battery together. You touch the cables together. Once you take them off the battery, there is no power in that circuit. So what you're doing is, is you're touching it, and you're discharging all the capacitors and all the electronics in the computers, and you're starting them with zero. But I think that's a great place to start. But on the other hand, tell Blackwell that Salem has a $250, after he gives you a price, um, $250 off coupon for Blackwell Automotive. Salem said he'd send you one. Right, plus a loaner car and breakfast, I think, is also included in your service. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. (laughs) All right, uh, here's the only other piece of information on this. I think... I think, and of course, I'm I'm thinking with my pocketbook here. Okay. I'm hoping it is a computer type issue, because when I did drive at Mark, I did monitor the transmission temperature very closely, and it didn't change a, and, a degree from what it normally is. You're right. Um, we could still have something that's ground up metal. There's lots of of speed sensors and a lot of electronics in the pan of that thing. And when we start contaminating all the magnets with shaved metal, it causes all kinds of problems. That's why what what's in the pan is going to tell you everything you need to know. After you do that, if this is an intermittent problem, I don't think that I'd do anything with it. I think I would just wait. I wouldn't think that I'm going to go in there and just replace the transmission because that's what it's likely to do. I just think you wait until you're absolutely sure, or Tom is absolutely sure, because this could be a really ugly situation by putting a tranny in that and having the same problem after you're done. One no, other thing, I, I, agree, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. One other thing is I want you to hook your foot. I want you to back up to the garage door and see how sensitive the brake light is. I, I want the, you to put some on a 1 to 10 scale. I want you to get into a 3 or a 4 application of the brake before you see the brake light shine on the garage door. I don't want that brake pedal to be where you just blow on it and the brake lights shine. I don't want that. And and that oftentimes has a problem when you have a quick brake light and the vibration of the pedal applies the brake lights. The computer says you're you're stopping and it starts downshifting your transmission. So just back up to your garage door and watch the brake lights, and hopefully there's a little bit of play in the pedal before the lights shine, okay? Okay, I'm going to do that. I'll do the battery uh, cables, and then that will not uh, uh, erase any of the information if I do take it to the shop that they can see, oh, it's so-and-so circuit, so to speak. No, but you haven't said anything about a check engine light, and I've been paying attention. So it, if and you it, it didn't. It didn't, okay. and, and I understand that the board transmission, even if it has a major problem, still does not make an, an engine check light. Well, and, and it, it could because the, the transmission is trying to get the rear wheels to, to act the way it wants. The computer and the motor is trying to get the rear wheels, and in the middle is the tranny. But if you don't have any check engine lights on, then there is no data stored anyway. There's no problem found. So by you 
touching the battery cables together, you're not going to eliminate anything because you don't have any lights on that indicate that that information is being stored. So you're okay. And okay. if Blackwell has All a right. tough time, tell him I'll come and help him, okay? <laughs> All right, now, I do need to apologize to you because historically I've been able to send you a few good uh, jokes now and then. I, I do have two good cowboy jokes that I'll send you here shortly just to okay. you know, get back okay. to your good graces. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. All righty. Martha, help me out here. What can we do for you? This is embarrassing, but I need to ask a silly question. Okay. Let me give you the circumstance. Last night, I go to visit a sister, get in the car to leave, and, Mark, I start up the car. This is a, a an older Lexus, 2004. I forget what GX it is. It's the small SUV. Okay. It's been fine. I've maintained it well. Anyway, so... Um, I forgot something, turned the car off, ran back in, picked what I needed up, came back, started the car again. Mark, it was as if somebody dumped an entire container of gasoline in my car. The smell was overwhelming. I've never, never, ever had that. I said, wow, this is strange. But I said, well, get over it, get going. I was moving down the road. And just with moving, the circulation took that gas smell away. Then I said to myself, I had gotten gas maybe a day or two before, but the the meter was down because I thought maybe I didn't screw that lid on tight and the tilt of being up on a on a curb might have had it spilled. No, it wasn't that. So anyway, I said, what could you have done to have never had this gas smell before? Then, and Mark, there was this strangest sound from the back of my car. If you divided that little car up in thirds, it sounded like it was from the back third, like I had something thrown around in the back storage area. And okay. I said, "What the heck? It wasn't super loud, but just it was. It was. It was different. That's what I would say. It's different." Mark, here's my question. I this is full confession. I do run over those. What are those little things they put in a street so you don't go too fast? Um, oh, speed bumps. Speed bumps? Yeah. Okay, Mark, I don't slow down a lot on those. Could continually going over those speed bumps at, I mean, I'm not going 60, but I mean, I, I don't slow down a lot. Could that dislodge something? No. I, I it, it, I'm going to turn it around, Mark. Have you ever seen somebody admit to going through? No, the answer is no. Um, you'd you'd okay. have to hit a speed bump at 60 or 70 miles an hour oh. um, to cause okay. damage to the car. You, I mean, it'd have okay. to be a big one, like in a Catholic church parking lot, where the speed bumps are like twice as big as everybody else's, <laughs> and 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 you'd okay. have to hit it at seventy. But no, it, this is not going to be the smell of gasoline. That's the key. We need to focus on the smell of gasoline. Let me ask you one quick question: Did you fill up before this happened? In the the, the twelve hours before this happened? Yes, but Mark, the gauge was way down. I know, but but do you stuff the tank? You're right. Do you stuff the oh, tank? No. Do you, okay. So no, when, I, when I it don't. clicks once or twice, then you sh- you pull the nozzle, right? That's correct. Okay. Okay. Because sometimes what happens is is we overfill the tank when we're filling it up, and it overcomes the evaporative system because we're going to suck the fumes off the tank, and we're going to burn them in the engine again. But what happens is when we stuff the tank full, then instead of having fumes, gas, we have liquid gasoline and that stinks up the whole car and that stinks up underneath the hood and it takes a while for the engine to take care of all of that so that's the reason i'm asking you those questions 
to be perfectly sure. honest with you, the gas smell is the what you, what you have to deal with, but you don't have a check engine light, right? The Don, have... no, no, there's no, okay. no, nothing came on. Okay, if nothing is going on right now and everything is normal, I don't know that I'd worry about this because I don't know what I'd do if you took it to my shop and said, here's my story, I need you to find it. You know, if it's not there, I'm not going to spend your money looking because it's not there. And so the smell and the gas probably bothers me the most, but uh, there's, that happens a lot. And sometimes it's just the nozzle at the gas station that didn't shut off as quickly as it should have. And we stuffed the tank and then we pushed liquid forward and we've got all these vapor systems situation where we're supposed to suck the vapor off the tank, but now we're sucking liquid and we have all this that goes along with it, but it's gone in two or three days and then we're done with it and it's a one time okay. in, you know in a while so if you don't have any other symptoms then i don't think i'd really worry about this i i i would just um, be aware of it but just keep driving your car okay okay great mark right. thank you very much you betcha hey um do i owe you a break oh and i thought i did <laughs> so we're going to take a break and we'll be right back Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. What you don't know about your home can cost you. Access to in-depth data is gold when buying or selling your home. With Only.com, you get the information the pros use. Real estate investors and agents would rather keep this to themselves. Unlike other real estate websites, Ownerly.com delivers much more detailed information about a property. Knowledge is power. Need a home valuation? Get up to three with Ownerly.com. Go for the gold. Visit Ownerly.com. That's O-W-N-E-R-L-Y.com. Ownerly.com. Paid for by Ownerly. Our very freedom came under attack in a series of deliberate and deadly terrorist acts. Some feelings never go away. We can only hope that eventually the pain will heal. What happened to this country 21 years ago is a lingering reminder that we must always be vigilant. We will never understand the kind of evil that caused so much pain that day, but we can never stop attempting to overcome it. We will never forget. Intelligent Talk 960. The Patriot. Veterans, whatever you're going through, don't wait. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, my, my name's Mark Salem, and we're going to go to Cap because him and Bob have been waiting, and so I'm going to get to both of those before the end of the show. And Cap, you're first. How can I help you today? Hey, good morning, Mark. Always good to talk to you. Thank I have you. a uh, 2005 Chrysler Crossfire with 125K, and um, the mechanic had the car up on the lift because the steering wheel on the car is cocked to the left for about maybe 35 degrees, so I wanted them to straighten it out. And uh, in the interim, uh, he told me that I need lower control arm bushings. And uh, he said that if he replaces the lower control arm bushings, that I have to have the car, uh, the car alignment done. Is that correct? Yes. If we're going to do the lower control arm, anytime we do any work to the suspension or steering on the front end, we're going to have to realign it. Yes, that's correct. Okay. And now, what did it wait? What did it go in there for? What was the original symptom? Cover that one more time. Well, the, the, when I when I first got the car, I didn't get it taken care of. But evidently, whoever took care of uh, doing an alignment on the car previously, before I owned it, the steering wheel was not straight. 
You know, the steering wheel okay. was like cocked to the left, even though the steering, the wheels itself were straight. The uh, steering was cocked to the left, and uh, it just, you know, doesn't sit right. So okay. it should, okay. it should stop, be stop, straight. Stop now. When you're driving down the road, I understand the steering wheel is crooked, but is it the, in spite of the steering wheel being crooked, does it go down the road straight? Uh, I can't say yes. Okay. Uh, I, 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 right. it, doesn't, it doesn't waver either way, I mean, but it does drift a little bit. Okay, and and see, we can straighten up the steering wheel without, I mean, it, it doesn't take long. You take a little bit off the left side tie rod, add it to the right side tie rod, and you do it with the heads hung on it. And this is kind of an alignment, but we don't charge for a full alignment because it only takes a third of the time in the alignment. So I'm trying to get past all of that, and that's the reason why I'm asking you, what symptoms do we okay. have that necessitates this work? So go ahead. Well, they're telling me that the control arm bushing should be replaced and the car needs to be aligned. But they don't have the equipment to align it because it's basically a German car. So I just oh, wanted to see if you have anyone in the Mesa area that could do a wheel alignment on this car when I get it done. Nobody wants to do what you're doing. Nobody wants to do. So these guys put the bushings in, we align it, and then all of a sudden we can't get it aligned. All of a sudden it's wandering all over the road, and you got the alignment shop pointing at the the other guys that installed it. Let me tell you something. I have no, I have nothing good to say to you about someone who says we're smart enough to do the lower bushings, but we're not qualified. We don't have the equipment, and we're not skilled to do the alignment. That just doesn't match. That's okay. like a doctor saying, I'm going to take your tonsils out, but I don't know how to do stitches. Come on. <laughs> you know? So, no, I, I, um, Thompson's Auto Repair on Main Street and Stapley can handle this. The question is, is do we just need to recenter the steering wheel? That's all. It, if we drive the car now on a flat road, the car should go straight. But on a crowned city road, it should drift a little bit to the right or to the left, depending on what the last guy did. So it, it just it just depends, but they're good enough. They have good alignment guys, and they have a good rack, and they can do it all. Let me ask you a question. When you stop abruptly and when you take off abruptly, I want to know if there's any clunking going on because that's typically a classic lower bushing problem. Do you have a clunk on, on a 1 to 10 scale on a number 5 acceleration and a 5 braking? Is there any clunking going on on the front end? Not at all. Okay. Not well, at all. Okay. I, I don't like I don't even like the story because they're they're usually a symptoms tire wear, drifting, and clunking. Those are lower control arm issues. And apparently you don't have any of them. So I, I'm uh -huh. a little worried about that. Now my last question. Two thousand nine Jaguar XK. Push button start. Okay. We replaced the starter on the car and we also replaced the button that starts the car and we get nothing. Nothing at all. No crank, no nothing. Okay, there's a you, neutral what, safety switch on the shifter. On stop, stop, stop. There's a neutral safety switch on the shifter, whether it's a standard or an automatic. It's got a neutral safety switch. The start command goes through the switch and then goes to the starter. So if you don't have any noise and you just got through saying, I don't have any noise, that means the signal's not getting there. So more than uh, this is what I want you to do. I want you to reach in and turn the steering, the, turn the lock all the way to the start position, and then I want you to grab the handle of the transmission, and I want you to firmly push it forward, push it backwards, to push it left, push it right. I want you to fiddle with the shifter. I want you to rock it and roll it. And I want you to pick it up and move it to neutral and shake it in neutral. I'll bet you dollars to donuts the damn thing starts when you get that. And then you're going to have to have somebody adjust the neutral safety switch. Okay. Good luck to you, buddy. Bob, you're up next. How can I help you? Mark, you yes. see most new cars come recommended with zero W20 oil. 
zero twenty or zero thirty? Yes, the answer is yes. Do you think they're doing that just because they want to improve the corporate average fuel economy, and your engine well, would last longer if you ran a five W thirty? Okay, well let me let me give you the difference. Okay, let's talk about the old oil and today's oil. Okay, that's where we're going to start. The thirty weight, the Pennzoil, the Valvoline, the Mobile, all that stuff. The thirty weight, the ten thirty, the ten forty. First of all. A 0.20 flows like a 0.8 when it's cold, and it flows like a 20 weight when it's hot, but it has properties that the old oils never had. So when you rub your hands together, do you want peanut butter in there to carry away the heat and provide lubrication, or do you want water? Water will do a better job carrying away the heat and providing lubrication. We're going to a 0.20. It's got a 15,000-mile oil change interval. Conventional oil burns up at 280 degrees. Semi-synthetic doesn't burn up at 500 degrees. Con- oh, the old oil turns to a to a to a butter to a to a peanut butter when it's anywhere close to below zero, a- a- anywhere close to below freezing, I should say. And a synthetic pours out of the can at 50 below zero. So a synthetic oil is far superior than anything we've ever had. You get longer oil change intervals. You get better cold weather protection, better hot weather protection, and you get better fuel economy because the motor is not spinning skippy peanut butter. It's, it's, it's pumping oil with the consistency of water. And so there's no horsepower loss when you're using a, a zero twenty. So, Bob, you have nothing to be afraid of. Yes, it has to do with fuel economy because a tenth of a mile per gallon is a huge fine. So everybody, Shell, Mobil, Phillips 66, and Chevron, they're all pouring synthetics, and all the car manufacturers are buying from them. But synthetic oil is the very best thing that's happened to engine oil in my entire life. So don't, don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid of that. Okay. All right. The the other difference too is is detergent and it's not scrub, scrubbing bubbles. Detergent in the oil says, "I found a piece of trash in the oil and I'm going to carry it to the filter." So I hold that little piece of trash into suspension. Otherwise, it's like a a a, a glass of iced tea, and you put something in it that just kind of settles in one place in the, the in the glass of iced tea. That's called that thing is held in suspension. So with the new oils, we also have pretty good detergent values, and we're carrying a lot of the trash to the filters, which is where it belongs. So yeah, those of you out there that are using a synthetic, here's the here's the real problem with synthetic. It's not the problem with the oil, it's a problem with the people who sell the oil. And here's the problem. The other day I was told by someone I truly respect that they were putting synthetic oil in their car, but the facility that they charged with the responsibility of changing their oil is recalling them every 3,000 miles. That is flat out wrong. We're putting a premium oil in there that's, that can go between ten and 15,000 miles, which is a year. It can go a year. And they're telling you to change it every 3,000 miles. That is just as bad as our industry can be. Why would we do that? And the answer is because we're making a hell of a lot of money on a synthetic oil change. It's 100 to $125 for a filter and five quarts of oil. So it's going to cost a lot of money. But we're going to drain your oil when it's just getting started. And we're going to sell you on the idea that we're taking care of you and we're not taking care of our own wallet. So there's all this going on in our industry. And, and, and you have to recognize it for what it is. The default of these kinds of discussions is your owner's manual. 
get your owner's manual out, hand it to the guy in front of you, the woman in front of you, and say, show me where it says my oil should be changed every 3,000 miles. And you're going to hear this. That's what you're going to hear. Because they don't want to show you that. The owner's manual is the Bible that's written for your car, and I don't care if you're, if you're from Alaska or Florida, for your South America, North America, if you're at the Arctic Circle, I don't care. That oil is capable. Synthetic oil turns to a tar at 500 degrees. Your motor's gone at 400 degrees. That's <laughs> all there is to it. It's easy math. Uh, a synthetic oil will pull out of the, pour out of the can at 60 below zero. A conventional oil has a tough time at 15 degrees of pouring out of the can. So you have this wide protection on the cold side and on the hot side of the new synthetic oils. Embrace that. And nothing drives me crazier than to have the shop tell the customer, and typically it's women, that you got to come in. Every We're going to put the little sticker on your windshield, and we're going to bring you back every 3,000, 6,000 miles. That's just not right. Look at your owner's manual and tell them, I want you to put the interval. I want you to use the synthetic oil, and I want you to put the interval, and here's the owner's manual, and you'll notice I've highlighted it for you. That this car should go somewhere in the vicinity of twelve to 15,000 miles between oil changes, and so if you want to, you can put 12 on my sticker. That's it. There's still some responsibility to check the oil every once in a while in your car, but today's cars, um, they all, most of them have low oil uh, senders, and they'll warn you if you have a problem with the oil. But every once in a while, you st should still pull the stick and make sure that uh, it's between the ad and the full mark. I want to tell you, though, we've been in synthetic oils now for probably 10 years. I mean, Mobile One came out in the 80s, the early 80s, with their with their Mobile One, and that was a full synthetic. So we've we've been around, but right now, synthetics dominate the motor oil market. Dominate the motor oil market. The the issue is is they're all pretty much the same, so you should shop price. But you should just familiarize yourself with the oil change interval and stick with that. So if they write something on the window sticker and you want to add 5,000 miles to it, then just get out your black pen and add 5,000 miles to it. The whole idea is we lose a lot of business if we only change your oil once a year because we don't get to see you every 3,000 miles to sell you everything else. Tire rotations and cooling system flushes and windshield wipers and fuel filters and balance your tires. We don't see you. You're gone for a year. That's just the way it is. I run a shop. We process a heck of a lot of cars every day. We buy lots of parts every day. We're not having trouble <laughs> having customers bring their cars in. But every single car that can take synthetic gets synthetic at my shop, and we put down what the owner's manual says, which is somewhere in the vicinity of 8 to 12 months, and and, and between ten and 15,000 miles. So that's the way we do it. And many of the other shops that are friends of mine, we all do the same thing. We play by the rules. It's the guys that are buttering their bread because they tell you something that isn't true, and that's the whole issue. My name is Mark Salem. My email is mark at marksalem.com, mark at marksalem.com. If you want to send me an email, give me your phone number, and i like to call you back. See you next week right here on KKNT. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.